millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome back to the Beyond Terrestrial Podcast, your home for the strange, the macabre, the conspiratorial, and the all-around supernatural. I am one half of your hosting duo, Dan Martson, and this is a new thing we're doing on the show, a little bit more freeform episode. Lee, tell us about the changes that we're working on on at Beyond Terrestrial. Well, guys, we're going to... Uh a full weekly podcast going from that bi-weekly schedule to a weekly podcast now what that's going to give us is it's going to give us three regular episodes essentially um episode number three during the month may be a little more science guided but for the most part it's going to be just like all the other regular episodes we're gonna keep looking at the stars out into space see what's coming And I love that idea. I really do. And then episode number four every month is going to be a freeform episode. This is one where we take the stories that we happen to see during the month, um, whether it be alien related or um, what have you. And we discuss our thoughts on those stories that we saw. We also update you on where we are as a podcast and what we've been doing. This is also where we will be giving our shout outs and all of our other pieces of information that you hear on every other show on a regular basis. We're going to try to minimize that to a little bit um, to help uh, make people feel like there's less junk in our regular episodes. Yeah, streamline it. Focus on the meat of the stories that we're chewing on. And then we have this space to... uh, Talk about our interactions with other podcasts, uh, our guest spots that we've been doing, um, any of your guys' reactions. Guys, hook us up with some feedback. Uh, post some stuff on our Facebook wall. Uh, go ahead and, if, if you want to talk shit, go ahead and talk shit to us. <laughs> Whatever you have to say about Beyond Terrestrial, we're here, we're listening. Um, so check us out. Um, but you know what we'd really like is if you gave us five stars on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> yes. And if you shoot a review to us, we might even read it on this episode. Episode number four. Uh, every month. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're, I'd totally do that. I'll read that. You know, whatever you guys got, um, send it to us because this is a great space for us to interact with you. Um, and we're trying to, you know, cut it cut. I don't know, make out, make our own little spot. I don't know what I'm trying to say, Lee. But, <laughs> Lee, um, talking about interacting with listeners, Beyond Terrestrial has hit the charts, guys. 
We are moving oh, on up. We hit the big time. To the east side, a deluxe apartment in the sky. Lee, <laughs> tell tell the people about the big numbers we're putting up. Oh, guys, everybody on Apple Pod, in the history charts, we have charted four separate times, and I'm impressed with it. In Britain, we peaked at 245. In Australia, Woo. we've peaked at number 82. Yes, top 100. Get it. Yes. And in the U.S., we have peaked at 164 in the last three months. Come on, America. You're not going to let Australia beat you now? I'm, I'm we, disappointed We all in love America. the land down under. Come on, guys. We, we're pulling for you. This is our home country. We love you. We love you all so much. Let's do it. Let's get these numbers. And guys, we have to give a special thank or a special shout out to our Ugandan listeners. We peaked, Uganda. We peaked at number eleven in Uganda at the end of last month. What? Uganda, no, we, guys. Almost top ten. That we're is right amazing. There, there, there where yes. our real love is, guys. There, there where our real love is apparently coming from. <laughs> you know what? If we ever do a live show. Uganda. <laughs> That's where it's at. I think that show is going to be expensive. <laughs> Guys, keep showing us the love, Uganda. If we get to number one, we are going to have to do something special. We'll figure something out. Lee. We will. We will call someone. If you're listening in Uganda right now, send us a message. Uh, Beyond Terrestrial Official at Gmail is our email beyondterrestrial.com click on contact us twitter at beyond t pod facebook beyond terrestrial we're everywhere tell us about it we'll find a way to give some love to our ugandan listeners guys get us in that top 10 number one we will give you the love i promise that goes for every country but right now uganda's the front runner guys uganda it's amazing yes <laughs> i love it i love it <laughs> I love I love how we're also still not in the top ten. Like, <laughs> just not we're not that good, guys. We're really bad at this. But we're figuring it out. <laughs> and you know what? At least somebody appreciates it. So somebody appreciates I'm, I'm, the dumpster fire that we are, right? <laughs> you know, and I appreciate them. And um if if you're one of our Ugandan fans, we'd love to hear from you. And we'll find a way to shout you out on the pod. This is the 21st century. There's the internet. We can do something. Uh, <laughs> Hold on a minute. Yeah. So. Lee had to take a pause for the cause. We're living that dad life, guys. Heck yes. Heck yes. <laughs> I don't even think I'm going to take it out. <laughs> yeah, dude. Just put it right in. Yeah, just leave it. Yeah. That's, <laughs> this is what it's like. This is the freeform episode. This is what it's all about. Um, so, Lee, um, just, okay, this is complete, like, unrelated to cryptozoology, but you're having trouble getting your kid to bed. Uh, I can relate. 
my daughter's two, right? And sometimes uh, she likes to cuddle. So I, I often, almost every night, have to lie next to her bed to get her to go to sleep, right? Um, and I've slowly been trying to work my way out of But anyways, um, she'll be really cute, right? She'll be like, oh, you know, back rub, hugs, whatever. Very cute, very snuggly. And then this two-year-old will, like, cut a fart in bed. (laughs) Completely (laughs) oblivious. (laughs) You know? And she she doesn't care. She's just like, oh, yeah, relaxing, going to sleep. (laughs) You know? (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) And and you like on the one hand you're like, dude, come on, you can't be that cute and cuddly and then do that. That's wrong. <laughs> um, but at the same time, it's so funny that I uh, just I uh, can't say anything to her. I just want it's her a nice to sleep, push. It's so. amazing, right? No, with yeah, you just with Jay. With I've it. been uh, we we got her some melatonin gummies and and they help, but she doesn't like taking them. And I think she doesn't like taking them. Because there's a little FOMO going on. She thinks she's going to miss out. Um, but those melatonin gummies, they knock them out, man. <laughs> They're amazing. Oh, yeah. I'm, I've I've uh, met a few kids who have tried them out. Um, let's see. What else have we got going on? Uh, we've got a couple great shows in the works coming down the pipe. We've been doing some interviews, talking to all kinds of people. Um, we're looking at getting into... Uh, some UFO investigation stuff that I think is going to be really coolly. Um, because, like, I don't know if you've noticed this, but UFO investigation and, like, sightings seem to have really taken a big uptick. Oh, yeah. I mean, you've got TTSA. You've got um, you've got the Tic Tac videos coming out. You've got Tom DeLong running around with his pants around his ankles. I just made that last part up, but it's pretty much what Tom DeLong does, so we're going to stick with it. Um. <laughs> um, well, and for our listeners, TTSA to the Stars Academy. Um, this, I I think the Tic Tac videos were kind of the impetus for a lot of this stuff. It's been brewing, but the Tic Tac videos and their popularity. Um, again, the guys, the Tic Tac videos, U.S. Navy um, fighter recordings of unidentified flying objects admitted by the Navy, unidentified flying objects. Um, And now uh, with to the stars Academy, uh, the UFO subreddit on, on Reddit is going crazy. UFO Twitter is blowing up with TTSA stories and Tic Tac videos. I mean, it's just everywhere now. It seems like it's blown up in the public consciousness. Well, and I think that's a big part of um, kind of what the goal of uh, To The Stars Academy was in the first place. Um, I mean, their front man is Tom DeLong. Um, he's a rock star. Um, and by nature, he is used to um, being part of the public eye and being controversial and, and making himself recognizable and surprising um and i think that part of that rock star showmanship has translated into a newfound appreciation especially by younger people for um the ufo culture and the ufo um viewpoint 
Now, do I agree with some of the uh, people that he's brought on board um, that are supposed or that are um, proven hoaxers in the past and supposedly are not hoaxing anymore? Um, I don't necessarily agree with those kind of scenarios. If once a hoaxer, your your credibility should be just completely shot at that point. There's one thing to to understand and and believe that it's always possible for something to happen. Um, but it's another thing to outright fake it, to try to prove your point. Once you faked it to try to prove your point, you've established that you're not capable of giving up the fact that you may not be right. Right. Well, and in, in the scientific community, like faking your results is the ultimate no-no you know that is death to a career right there um the sad thing is is sometimes those fakes take hold um and with this new era of public consciousness you know this new interest in ufos um it's this is a a prime opportunity for hoaxers to get in there and get their hooks in with even more stuff. So um, if I was them, I'd leave any proven hoaxers out. I mean, that's just well, and, not good for the brand. And, and I think that that's a, that's a mistake made by TTSA as it is. Um, I can't yeah. even remember his name, but he's a proven hoaxer. Um, but he's still being lauded lately as, as somebody that is knowledgeable in the uh, field. Oh, oh my gosh, Lee! Why'd you have to bring this up? I remember this guy's name, and I can't think of it either. Oh my gosh! It's like we haven't done any research or anything. <laughs> like freeform episode, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, dude, we're just we're just spitballing here. But um, no, really, guys, for our listeners, um, keep abreast of what's going on, but watch out. Uh, do your research because I think this this new era uh, could lead to, you know, maybe future scams. So, and, um, and it's just like those it's, other, it's things. good and bad. It, yeah. You got to take the good with the bad. It's just like those other factors. Um, you mentioned that uh, sometimes hoaxers can get their hooks in and cause irreparable damage. Um, you see it in many ways and I'm probably going to insult somebody here. So I'm apologizing on the front side, but the anti-vaxxer movement, we have, hey, nice finger, Dan. <laughs> oh, thank you. The, hey, that was, uh, that was exactly what I was talking about with scientists faking their results and that taking hold. But I didn't want to be like, hey, anti-vaxxers, guys, come on. <laughs> Dan is much more politically correct than I am. Um, <laughs> I, I try not to insult anybody, but I don't agree with the anti-vaxxer movement as well as the science has proven that it's wrong. Like, why are we denying science? Yeah. Well, and, like, don't give my kid measles, you know? Like, <laughs> please. I, I don't want I, yeah, polio, don't give my another kid one measles. we could avoid. Yeah. Um. Oh, you know what? You know, let's uh, roll this right into news before we dig ourselves too big a hole. Um, <laughs> you coronavirus. <opened> <laughs> coronavirus, Lee. It's out there. 
It is. Um, it is. Have Have there been any cases up there in uh, Tennessee? I love how you could call it up there in Tennessee. Um, <laughs> up there, yeah. Uh, not that I know of. Uh, you know, it's a scary yeah. thing. Um, and there was a there was an article that I saw, and I literally only read the tagline because typically on Facebook articles, even the stuff that interests me, I typically don't look at. Um, I uh, it said. Scientists believe that the coronavirus could have been brought here by a meteor. Really? Yeah, that's all I read, and I'm surprised I didn't think to mm. read more into it. Hmm. Well, um, one of the stories I was following was these people who were uh, trapped on a cruise ship mm. uh, in quarantine. <laughs> and the, yeah. the free porn that was given to them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> was um, that it? I got wh- so excited. <laughs> 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 of course you would, Lee. Um, no, one of the shows in the podcast network, Strange Brew Canada, uh, they shared that uh, article how a porn site was giving the cruise ship passengers in quarantine for the coronavirus access to free porn on their site. But I think it's a very um, admirable thing for them to do. <laughs> I think I think they just uh, have it worked out now where they're going to bring the Americans on board back here to the states. So uh, we'll see what happens with uh, this coronavirus. But guys, there's um, again, it's in the news. There, it's a rife moment for conspiracies, uh, bio weapon conspiracies, and all kinds of things like that. Um, and of course, anything. Anytime there's something big in the news, it's always like, oh, well, this news story was fabricated to knock out this news story. Oh, you're talking about false right. fa- false flags events. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. this is this is what you're really missing out on. Um, or maybe some people are really getting sick and dying. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I feel like this but... one would be the worst, like, possible false flag event ever. Um, and yeah, it seems like a bad idea to engineer a bioweapon and then release it on your own population to mm-hmm. cover up some other story and, and then spread it around the globe and who knows what. Well, and considering, let's say hypothetically, it wasn't that same nation where it uh, emerged in. Okay. This world we live in today, it is incredibly easy for people to get from one side of the globe to the other. Um, When you see an outbreak in one country, it's a matter of days, weeks, months before it shows up in another country. Um, And it can be a matter of hours before it actually gets transferred to another country, before you even know that there's a a disease that's out there. Uh, And I think that that's a huge part of the dangers of the world we live in. So it would be a stupid move for another for a country to release um, a virus or something that they couldn't control. And oh, yeah. And the only way they could control it is if they had widespread vaccinations um, or some sort of cure. And well, you know, that's the thing, Lee, they've got they've probably got the vaccine for it. They're just keeping it in their back pocket until the story that they're trying to cover up blows over and then it's like oh look hey we got a shot that here's the coronavirus and that goes away well the problem is half the 
never mind. Yeah. No, people say this about Ebola all the time. Anytime there's an Ebola outbreak. Guys, Ebola is real. Like, Ebola is a real disease. Um, like, it's not something that's made up to cover up other news stories. It's something that is happening somewhere else, along with whatever news is happening. We'll be right back after this quick break. Hello, this is Michael from Pennyhaven. What is Pennyhaven, you ask? Well, Pennyhaven is my YouTube channel. On this channel, I share with the viewer some awesome coins from my collection and the new ones I pick up every week. I also have a bunch of informative videos that show you what to look for in your own pocket so you can realize the worth above face value in circulated money. I'll teach you how you can get silver coins for free or at face value. I'll even tell you how you can get a free piece of gold in the mail. Absolutely free and beautiful. So come on over, subscribe, watch my playlist of informational videos or anything that catches your eye. Send me an email to find out how to get some free gold and start getting the most out of your money. So please, go to youtube.com and search for Penny Haven. That's P-E-N-N-Y-H-A-V-E-N on YouTube. Um, speaking of news, we're going to try and keep it in our, our weird wheelhouse here, Lee. Uh, you've got a cryptid story out of the Sunshine State. Oh, yeah, the great state of Florida. All the best stories it, come from it, Florida. Was, <laughs> was it about a, a Florida man? Actually, no. It was a Florida woman. Oh. A Florida woman, Florida woman and a Florida and a Florida what? What kind of creature are we talking oh, about? Oh, here we go. A fl- woman in Florida says she and her family saw a big-sized bird, and it says big-sized bird. She believes to be a pterosaur. <laughs> a big-sized bird. A big-sized bird. Not not giant size, just big size. Just big sized. Not large size. Like, big size is in between giant size and large size. Oh, big size. okay. All right. Thank you for yeah. specifying mm-hmm. that. Yeah, it's, it's like double XL. <laughs> okay. All right. The 42-year-old woman, a registered nurse who provided her full name and contact information, asked to remain anonymous. She says that her family were in their backyard in Apoca when the unidentified creature showed up earlier this month. My mom. Wait, that's the name of the town, Apoka. Apopka, A P Apopka, A P O P K A. Um. Yeah, Florida. <laughs> anyway, continue. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We made it through one entire episode without insulting a state. Let's just you go said, after Florida now. <laughs> no, you said you said Apoka, and I thought they were like doing a dance with an accordion and a tuba, like. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> and I was <laughs> Apoka. You ever seen that movie with uh, with Jack Black, the Polka King, or whatever it is? It was on Netflix. What? Oh, it was great, oh. dude. You should check it out. It's got Jack Black, and he's like, it's a story of him becoming a serial killer, and he's a like he's like a poke king, or something like that. Yeah, it's great. This is like a legit comedy, though, right? It's not like trying to be serious. Please tell me, it's, it's funny. 
it's kind of a like a dark like a really dark comedy like bordering on okay, the serious cool. like but there's definitely okay. those moments where he's just like ridiculous jack black's hilarious okay. I'll, I'll, in it. I'll take it all right <laughs> so uh florida woman sees a big size bird big size bird Okay. My mom and aunt saw this saw it standing on the ground. She told Cryptozoology News about the day and time of the encounter. It noticed them and then went into hiding in the shadows. The eyewitness describes a big pterodactyl looking winged creature. It had massive shoulders and massive and protruding as it moved, she said. These are the weirdest quotes I've ever seen. It had massive shoulders and protruding when it moved. Okay. Yeah, exactly. It had those things, Lee. That's how it was. It was big size, remember? (laughs) Thunderbird, also known as The Rock, is a nomenclature used by Native Americans to refer to a bird-like creature with reptile features that's believed to be related to exist or extinct predis or pterosaurs. Sorry, those peas throw me off sometimes. The silent peas. Yes, they sneak up on you. But hey, you know what? I actually like Thunderbird stories, and I think it might be a good uh, future episode. I really agree. I think that a Thunderbird story would be a fantastic episode. Um, yeah. I, I'm excited to get started on that at some point. Uh, but that is the story. Also known as The Rock. Also known as The Dwayne Rock. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. So just so that I'm not insulting anybody or leaving us open for any sort of, um, uh, what would it be, litigation in the future, I got this off of a website called CryptozoologyNews.com. Um, great website. It's got great little stories here and there. Um, I'm not saying whether I believe everything is true or any of that nature but I love the website. Oh yeah. This is great stuff. Um, so <laughs> we're going to, we're going to keep our eyes on the skies for Thunderbirds Lee. And I'm going to get into my news story. Um, this made headlines and I'm on uh, sciencealert.com. Um, there's a news story in the national news about a signal from outer space that appears to be repeating every 16 days. Now, Lee, this is, yeah, oh, of course, it's got to be, right? Um, well, actually, it turns out there's all kinds of different repeating signals that can come from space. Quasars, pulsars, all, I mean, all kinds of stuff. Um, but this signal is what astronomers call a fast radio burst. Uh, It has a period of 16.35 days, and it was discovered at the Canadian Hydrogen Intensity Mapping Experiment, or CHIME. So... At the Chime Collaboration in Canada, one of the better, uh, one of the better acronym, like one of the better ones, uh, dude. Yeah, really good, especially if it's looking for radio signals in space. Yeah, uh, that's a, a great good name. fit. Good job, yeah. Canada. Bravo, Canada. <laughs> yes, and thanks for the maple syrup and the hockey too. Um, 
but <laughs> they've observed they've observed this but, 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 but it, they have observed this particular signal for over 409 days so there's a lot of research um they've got its um its cycle down to 16.35 days um and these fast radio bursts are actually super energetic flares of radiation um in the radio spectrum of the em spectrum um and they only last for a little bit but they release tons of energy like hundreds of millions of stars of energy um released in these radio bursts that shoot out across galaxies um and this one they've been able to pin down to a particular galaxy uh they think that the site the 16.35 day cycle is going to be really important to try and figure out what kind of thing it is you know a pulsar or um a black widow binary or some kind of thing that maybe we haven't well, run into well, yet. What is a Black Widow binary? Okay, so check this out. This was really cool. I, I just learned about uh, these fast radio bursts in this story. Um, but this Black Widow binary was a really good one. Um, let's see here. So, supermassive black hole, unlikely... Aliens, of course, uh, very unlikely. Um, but let me get... Oh, where did I... Let's see. I might have scrolled past it here. I was telling you guys all about it. <laughs> but... First of all, aliens are always the most likely scenario. Oh, oh, you know what? You're right. I'm sorry. I should have left that in there. Or it's interdimensional Bigfoot. Uh... <laughs> being shot out you know what maybe this kind of energy is what's required for him to uh slip mm, from yeah or sh or shift from one dimension to the next shifty shift um the shifty shifting <laughs> shifting through galaxies um see here oh my have goodness. i sufficiently so distracted terrible. you while you're trying to figure this out yeah well, yeah exactly you're killing me with this dude <laughs> <Let's> see. <gasps> oh see because i didn't scroll past the ad you silly goose <laughs> so uh, a black widow binary system would consist of a low mass star and a powerful millisecond pulsar whose wind ablates the companion albeit typically with a few hour orbital period so there you go that does not, that's what a black widow binary is i honestly imagine something with a black hole and like two binary stars circling it and i i, I just imagine something much more like ominous so so the idea is um you would have like either either a really big star uh with with another star circling it um and it would like when that star passed in front of it mm -hmm. it would block the uh the signal okay um yeah 
Or it could be a massive star with a highly eccentric companion pulsar that orbits it. So one star could have been turned into a pulsar, and then you have this really big star that this pulsar goes around. So every 16 and a half days it comes around, we hear the signal, and then it goes on the other side of the star where we can't get it anymore. Um, so that's the idea. Um, and who knows, like, there's all kinds of weird stuff out there. Um, and we're listening from galaxies apart to these signals, Lee. So I love this space stuff. It's crazy to think about um, how these stars collapse and expel their contents into space and blast these signals out um, that we end up picking up from thousands of light years away. It is. It's an amazing thing to think about. Uh, it, yeah. it actually m makes my head kind of hurt, which is amazing because I like thinking <laughs> about the kind of stuff that makes my head hurt. And I'm still like, wow, I don't understand what we're talking about anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's a lot to go through like the life cycle of a star and how it collapses into these sorts of things. Um, so there's a ton of science behind it, but What's really neat is to think that we are listening and we can pick it up. We can discern that it's a repeating cycle. Um, just the thinking about how, how this might relate to our future encounters with extraterrestrials. Yes. It's well, yeah, it's amazing. Um, once again, I am of the... Lee, did, did you ever see Contact? The one where... Uh, no, I actually didn't. I, I did not. The one where they drop Jodie Foster into like this giant gyroscope thing and then she goes through a wormhole? No. I thought you were talking about the one yeah. where Amy Adams uh -huh. talks to Squid. Oh, no, that's Arrival. Oh, that's, that's okay. Different. All right, it's a different movie. Yeah. Yeah, in contact, they pick up a signal from space, and then uh, it is—it's all these different layers of a message, and encoded in it is instructions for a wormhole machine, a giant wormhole machine, and they end up shooting Jodie Foster out through it. And to I'd shoot she. Yeah, well, of course, yeah, uh, even though. Uh, she wasn't their first choice. I mean, like, uh, come on. She discovered the signal. Uh, she should have been the first choice, but, you know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> oh. uh, it, based on the novel by the great Carl Sagan. So, um, yeah. If you don't want to watch the movie, maybe you're not a Jodie Foster fan, uh, Carl Sagan's book, Top Notch. Who's so. not a Jodie Foster fan? You know what, dude? Silence of the Lambs is pretty creepy. And just everyone in that movie, I get a little bit thrown off when I see them in another movie. I gotta be honest. Well, yeah. Even Sir Anthony Hopkins, and he's good. Yeah, okay. I, I can kind of see that. I can kind of see that. Yeah. Because anytime I see him, I just can't help thinking about some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Yeah, yeah, okay. Ugh. All right. Yeah. 
You know the one the one that gets me is anytime I see somebody any anytime. Or when you go up okay. So I have a story to tell, and it's very important for me to tell this story. Oh, okay. We'll be right back after this quick break. The second annual Bayou City Paranormal Symposium is here, April 25th and 26th at the Pasadena Convention Center. Special guests include John Zaffis, Katie Stafford, the Kling Brothers, and more. Two spine-tingling interactive exhibits, including the fan-favorite Psychomantium 2. Over 40 vendors and exhibitors will be on hand. Free vendor shopping all weekend. Discounted pre-sale tickets and VIP available now through February 29th. Bayou City's premier event for the things that go bump in the night. Go to badwolfevents.com for tickets and more info. Yes, Dan, have you ever um, been to a self-checkout? Oh, oh yes, Lee. Okay. You know what? The only thing I hate more than waiting in line for a cashier is waiting in line to check myself out. Yes. So I have a funny story about a self-checkout experience. When they, just when, like, they first came out at Small Mart, um, or Uh at least at the store I was working at at the time, uh, I was checking myself out, and what I noticed was, for whatever reason, the, the scales either weren't calibrated very well at the time or whatnot, um, but I had to voice what I thought about him. So I, I looked at a manager. I was, I was working there at the time, but I looked at this manager and I said, I feel like, cause it, I'd put the item in the bag and it would, before I could move it from the scanner to the bag, it would be saying, put, please put the item in the basket, put the item in the bag, put the item in the bag. Like it repeated it so oh. quick that I didn't have time to react. Mm. Right. So I looked, I hate that. I looked at my 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 manager and I explained my my belief and my connection. Like I don't understand why it keeps asking me to put the put the dog in the basket. Like it needs to calm down a little bit. And uh, <laughs> and and I explained it to her. And it was a Silence of the Lambs ref, Lambs reference. And you know I just told her I didn't want to get the hose again. And um, <laughs> so about three months later, she comes to me and says, Lee. I was sitting in my house, like getting ready for bed, and that joke hit me, and I just started laughing. And it was, I was in my pajamas, laying down next to my husband, and I just start laughing, and I can't express how funny it was. And my kids are hearing me laugh in the dark about this joke. And I'm like, Dozens of days after the fact. Dozens of days after the fact. It was one of the most proud comedic moments of my life, wow. honestly. Wow. And I know it doesn't do justice to tell it on this podcast, but it was amazing. Well, you know, um, yeah, well, that's that's small mart for you. Small mart. <laughs> um, you know, okay, so this was... This was probably before the self-checkouts had the little cameras in them. Yes, yes. Now they have all the little cameras in them, so you can literally check yourself out while you check yourself out. I like to stare at them to a creepy extent. Uh, Yeah, I, I did I did uh, asset protection for a while, and I used to have to do video review. Mm-hmm. 
So if I if I was doing video review and someone just stared straight into the camera while they checked all their stuff out, <laughs> I would feel you it makes you feel like such a voyeur and then you're like, what are you doing? Like how are you even ringing up those chips? You're not even looking at where the barcode is. Like I don't think I don't think he rang this all up right. I, this guy might have stolen something. But you can't confirm that because you But I can't I I can't make eye contact. <laughs> no, it 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 really does mess with you. Like if you think about it, imagine watching a TV show of somebody that, you know, they're not supposed to act like they know you're there, but they are staring right at you. Right Just the at whole you. Time. The entire time. It's yeah, great. Super it's creepy. entertaining. Um I did that once. I did that once with my wife. She was actually ringing everything up, and I was just staring over her shoulder. And then she turns around and got freaked out because I was just. She's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, staring at the camera. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, now Lee, hold on. This is the freeform episode, and we're talking about Small Mart. So this, hopefully, we can get all of this out of our system in one freeform episode. But I gotta talk about something else. Social engineering in the Small Mart parking lot. Tell me more. All right, check it out. So, um, we at our local big box retailer, uh, where we used to live, south of the moon on the banks of the beautiful Snake River, um, they set up those pickup spots, you know? Mm -hmm. Now they have special parking spaces. Um, and they were pretty primo spots right in front of the grocery door. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like, oh, man. And this this one had a pretty small parking lot. It was a remodel. Um, and so the parking lot was very small. But anyway, these are good spots, places where people like to park, right? Um, and there were like six or seven, right? Then the next thing I know, they doubled the spots, Double them. Were the pickup spots ever full before? Were they like running out of space for the pickup? No. They just doubled them so that they could take up some of the best spots in the lot and like just force people to be like, well, hell, I come to Walmart. I can't find a place to park and go into the store. I might as well do the pickup. Mm -hmm. Oh, I was lividly... They took the place that I most like to park and made it a pickup spot. Have you so have you been to one of the stores yet with the giant uh distri- like online pickup distribution center in the middle of the front end? Oh yeah. The uh-huh. giant orange like obelisk, right? Yeah. Have you ever tried to get something out of it when it's malfunctioning? <laughs> No, it was uh-uh. the most infuriating ne- moment of my life. I re- I refuse to do the pickup, but um, that's neither here nor there. By the way, I'm, you ever, I'm too old. <laughs> you ever walk up to one of those things and think to yourself, "Man, this is just like 2001." Dude, it's a monument to consumerism. <laughs> um, but it's. Um, the other thing, Lee, now, again, this social engineering is the subject in the parking lot. Um, they started putting up signs in all, all these big box retailers 
that have a little blue light on top. And it's not because there's a blue light special. There's not a sale in the parking lot. No, there's a sign that says this space is reserved for our law enforcement partners. Right? Now, Lee, I'm all for law and order. I'm a law and order guy. Right? But I told you I did asset protection before. And anytime the cops would show up, they just park in like the fire lane right 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 next to the door. Mhm. That's the way it always was. They never needed a special spot. They're emergency responders. They can show they can park right in front of the door if they wanted, right? Mhm. Why do they got to have a special spot right at the front of the parking lot? Oh, because uh I I was when I was a manager for that particular company, um they were actually instigating where at my particular store, the 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 local police department would park a broken down um, cruiser in the parking lot twenty four seven. Yeah, there you like go. Like they just parked it in one of the front parking spots, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, essentially. Now they would come out and they would move it a little bit, but. Um, like you could tell, and like even when I asked the officers, <laughs> did they have to? Did they have to push it? <laughs> no, but I'd ask. Like I caught an officer, like one officer driving it up into the parking lot one day, and uh, like another officer waiting there for to pick him up, basically. So he drives it up, and you know it like it like limps into the parking spot, right? And I was like, hey, uh, hey. Uh, Everything okay with that cruiser? He's like, yeah, it's our it's our crap cruiser. We just park it here so that um, it can deter thieves. I'm like, half the time it's covered in snow. You well, might want to do get... something about that. <laughs> yeah, like I get that. Um, like uh, as a theft deterrent, right? But here's the thing, right? Half the time there's no one parked there. Mm-hmm. So it's just a sign that says a cop can park here. That's not going to stop me from stealing. I'm be like, okay, well, there's no cop in the cop spot. In fact, it might encourage someone to steal. When they go in, they can look right to where the cop spot is and say, hey, there's no cop. Boom. Okay. You don't have to search the whole parking lot. Now you can just look at the spot. You see? I'm not... And then... <laughs> What gets me? Oh, oh, I'm I'm furious about this, Lee. I am livid. Um, Dan is poking the table. You, <laughs> everything. I know. I know. I'm so mad. When you pull up there and there's a car parked there that is not a marked police vehicle, right? That I I lose it. I go crazy. Like right. Like Hulk out crazy. Yeah. Like just. Uh, oh yeah. I, like, I, I just grab my buggy. That's what they call them down here in the yep. south. The carts, like, a buggy. Yeah. I grab my buggy and I just start twisting this in, until it becomes a pretzel. Okay, the handle. Yeah, <laughs> I can. I go. I get so. Dude, mad. I've seen you that mad before. I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah. I um, but like. I get it. You know, police departments do have unmarked vehicles. Okay, whatever. But in my mind, what I'm thinking is some off-duty cop has just decided that this is his special parking spot at the Walmart. And if, uh, I mean, at the Smallmart. 
<laughs> um, if that is the case, if that is the case, I would be I would be insane with rage. I get it. Because, <laughs> yeah, like, okay, it's one thing when you're there to work, right? And you're going to catch some thieves. Let's do it. Let's get the bad guys. I'm all for it. But then when you're like, oh, hey, I got to go pick up a case of beer for the barbecue. Mm-hmm. I'm going to park in the cop spot because I'm a cop. Oh, no, son. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. I, Mm-mm. I, I get it. I do. I really do. Like, what, what are they going to do? Like, are the, Next, they'll have to have firefighter spots. And then they'll, ha- then they'll have to have teacher spots. And They're then never going to have teacher spots. Have like you, you're where you park at the small mart will be assigned based on your occupation. They're like, "Oh, Lee, you're a manager for a rival retail company. You park in spot ninety nine double Z, way the hell in the back." I get it. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Like. Oh, hey, uh, Dale, you're a plumber. You get spot 45P. There you go. Well, I mean, if you really think about it, as far as retail goes, that particular company has taken over the world. Like, they just, they've got control. They don't care anymore. Yeah, well, good luck walking across the whole parking lot from 99 double Z. You know what? I'm just going to reinvent the Heelys and uh, I'll be good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Super Heelys to go across the asphalt. That's cool. That'll be good. That'll be a fun time. But yeah, that's all all I got, Lee. That's that's my rage. I feel really good being able to get this out on the free form. Yeah, I've. It's been pent up, Lee. That's what happens with rage. It gets pent up Mm -hmm. and then you can't get it out. And finally, I've been able to voice my opinion to the whole world and all of our very best fans in Uganda, who I'm so glad for, who probably don't get all of these references, but God bless you. (laughs) (laughs) What's Small Mart? That seems like a terrible show. We're never going to Small Mart. (laughs) Hope. Yeah, guys, don't, <laughs> like, don't come to the United States. The Orwellian dictatorship, Big Brother, is taking over, and it's starting at your local big box retailer in, in the parking lot. Oh, that's that's just true. That's just the facts. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. You know one thing that's yeah. worse, though? I mean, I've worked at both Small Mart and another small, but still considered a big box retailer, and... One big difference I've seen between that company, Small Mart, and the the new company that I I've been working for, um, or no, it's not new. I I don't work at that one anymore. Anyway, um, is at least Small Mart backs its people to a certain extent. Like if there's a customer complaint, um, Small Mart's not necessarily going to assume that the uh, the employee is it wrong, um where other stores are not necessarily like that. But you know why that is? 
because small mark the other stores are desperate for employees or for customers the other stores are desperate for customers they've got to fight light or they've got to they've got to do what they can to make sure the customers keep coming back um because small mark can undercut them in everything they do because of what they have for sales yeah like you you think they you think they care if you come in and out every day you're you're a number you're part of the customer count in the morning. You're part of the bottom line at the end of the day. That's all it is, man. You're a cog in the machine. Yes. But does that stop me from going there for everyday cheap prices? No, that's the problem, though. No, no other company can match its prices. Okay, let's yeah. get away from this one. And uh, let's talk about something more fun. All right, Lee, what do you got? <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen this, but I have been um, seeing random videos from a guy on Facebook. Um, he's, the first one that I saw was him with what he calls a bit frozen Bigfoot head. Have you seen these, Dan? Oh, yeah, that one was going around. Yeah, I remember the frozen Bigfoot head. So did you watch any of that video? Because I watched some of that video. And my best moment is when he come like when he pans around to the neck. And and I'm like, you know what? I could see it like this could be like a Neanderthal, like a, a Neanderthal head frozen in permafrost. Right. Or something like that. Right. And I'm like, OK, I can I can uh-huh. see it. OK. All right. Hmm. OK. And then he gets around to the end and there is like a wooden dowel. Like where the neck would be, like where the like the the backbone, like uh-huh. where the spine should connect to the skull, it looks more like a steel rod than it does a vertebrae, and um, uh. it loses all continuity for me. Like I'm like, this is a pretty good hoax. <laughs> like this is pretty good, and then that happens. Did you notice that? Mm, yeah. Uh, you know what, Lee? I saw some of the other. So when I went to it, I clicked on it. I was like, I'm going to watch this. This looks legit. But then in the playlist, I saw some of the other videos for the other Bigfoot parts Mm -hmm. that he had videos of. And in, in the thumbnail for the video, I was like, those aren't feet. (laughs) 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 So, so yeah, I was like, you know what? I'm going to pass. Thank you, but no thank you. Why? Like, see, and this is, you're talking about being furious about, about, you know, small mart with social engineering. Yes. Yes, I get that. I really do. My biggest concern is like with these people that are, that go out and they're like, you know what? I'm going to make a fake one to get themselves famous or, or what have you, they know that the first thing that's going to be asked is, can we check DNA? Can we, can we see it? And when you're denying those things automatically, it becomes that you're probably hoaxing the scenario, hoaxing the situation, but what it really does. And, and here's my issue. It's not that, that hoaxers exist. It's that, Anytime somebody portrays a hoax, it hurts the entire community that have any sort of belief in that particular phenomenon. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a believer in it and you want it to be real, you want it to be so real, um, don't ever hoax it. Don't. You're making it harder right. to prove the point mm-hmm. in the end. That goes for mm-hmm. anything. That goes for scientific studies. If if you believe it to be true, but it's n- the numbers aren't showing it to be true, that can't faking it can't change that fact. And right. you know, um, there was there was a picture they put up uh, from like a Washington State uh, DOT camera. Mm-hmm. Did you see that I one? I did. Um, and it had like a, a Bigfoot silhouette. And when you zoomed in on that alleged Sasquatch, it just like, like it was so obviously not mm-hmm. a living thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, it was so very two dimensional um, that you're like, okay, well, there you go. And yeah, it's, it's a funny story, right? But that makes it all seem just so much more fake. No, no one's going to believe it. And I, and I think um, that that hurts the, the overall thing. Now it's one thing to, you know, you own a piece of property and you get a Bigfoot statue and you put it on the piece of property for fun. That's one thing. Oh yeah. Or to do like a prank video where you scare your friends in a Bigfoot costume. Hilarious. Hilarious. Yes. Do but it. to create a hoax and try to pass it off as real to me, that hurts the mm. overall community, and it makes me angry that people are interested in doing it. Yeah. You're not going to get any fame. Like You see these people that supposedly mm-hmm. hoaxed the, um, the Patterson-Gimlin film. Um, he's pro- they're probably the most famous people to see a Bigfoot, and there's speculation that they hoaxed it. But they went to their dying, their dying day basically saying there was no hoax. Um, I mean, the, the one that was... The one that wasn't like the filmer um, said, you know, it's possible he could have ho- or it could have been hoaxed, but it would have had to they would have had to also fool me. Um, and to me, those kind of scenarios, whether or not it was a hoax, it's not like they got famous or had a bunch of money because of it. Mm-hmm. So why why fake something that has no money in it? There's no money in it. Yeah, for sure. Or, or that's going to ruin your reputation. Um, one, one story. I was listening to uh, State of Fear. Mm-hmm. Lee, have you been checking that? out? You know out? what? I haven't gotten a chance uh, to listen to State of Fear. Do, it's really good. They just did one. Um, they did for Arizona. They did uh, the Fire in the Sky story. Mm. Um, Travis. Um, oh Walton. boy, forgot his last. Travis name. Walton. Walt. There you go. Oh yeah. And you know what was great is those guys had actually met Mr. Walton. Um, they retold his story. Um, the sincerity comes through. I I loved it. It actually made it really interesting to hear it retold because it is a sincere story, something that he is into that is, I mean, if it's faked, it was faked really well yeah. for years and years mm-hmm. consistently. Yeah. Um, so there's the, that's, that's the thing is there's those kinds of stories out there that are gems that are great, that we love talking about. 
Um, and we even talk about all the skeptical analysis of these mm-hmm. stories. Uh, we're not we're not hiding the skepticism behind up. Um, but then to, you know, shit on everyone's sincerity with a hoax is a really crappy thing for a person. I really to do. think that that's that's a great way to look at it. It it is. It's it's yeah. crapping on the entire the entire group of people that is that's trying to prove that it's real. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't think the guys of finding Bigfoot are ever going to find Bigfoot. But I love that they're doing it. And I love that <laughs> they're trying to be sincere with it to a certain extent. I mean, you can tell the like some of them are uh, a little bit more crazy than others. But as sincere as you can be on reality. As television. sincere as you can be on reality. That's a perfect way to put it. Um, yeah. But I look at those kind of people and I'm like, these kind of people, some of their credibility has been ruined by other hoaxers. These people have never put out any sort mm-hmm. of hoax. But because of other hoaxers out there, the scientific community writes them off and says, well, they're not, they're not, they're using pseudoscience to prove it. Well, they are, but that may be because no real scientist is willing to touch it because so many hoaxes have occurred because of it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, for sure. Like, like if, if you get to a point where untrained people are trying to research this because the trained people are refusing to research it because either, it's been trained into them that it just doesn't exist. And, and I'm not saying this just for, just for Bigfoot. I'm saying this for any sort of thing like that. Um, it ruins the credibility of the field and makes it so that really trained researchers aren't able to legitimately look into something that might be new and different. Yeah. Well, and you know, if you, if you were a real scientist and you were like, okay, uh, let's uh, think about the potential evolution of a North American primate, right? People are going to laugh, mm-hmm. right? Because they're going to be like, oh, Sasquatch. Um, even though it's probably a pretty interesting thought experiment at the very least. Um, or if you're like, hey, what about the potential of uh, some sort of aquatic megafauna in this size body of water right people are gonna be like oh you mean like a lake monster like nessie like oh yeah haha funny um but there uh, who knows there could be real potential in some of these stories well it's just like people laughed at people saying that um the giant squid exists or the colossal squid or the kraken and these kind of things have been proven to exist, but it took real scientists looking for it. Well, it actually, in those cases, it took accidental capture before real scientists were willing to look at it. But the reason real scientists weren't willing to look at it is because it becomes a joke. And I think that that's part mm-hmm. of the issue with. Well, and then like uh, real science, you know, folklorists can go to the reports and say, this is where this animal has been reported, blah, blah, blah. Um, this is where we might be able to look for it. Mm-hmm. Um, sadly, with a creature like uh, Bigfoot, uh, you know, you've got sightings from 
the the great northwest and canada and alaska all the way down to florida so it's uh, a little bit harder to pin down yeah that's one that while i love the idea of bigfoot i truly truly do um and i'm not ruling it out as a possibility it's just really hard to justify that it exists and it hasn't been proven really the only like the only thing i've ever heard that makes some sense and i say that with a question mark intentionally is the interdimensional bigfoot theory like because it's just the interdimensional bigfoot theory guys we're gonna drop that in every episode (laughs) of bt that we can um you know what though it is honestly the best unifying theory for a lot of these paranormal events maybe aliens are hominids from the future maybe we're looking at creatures from the past mm-hmm. maybe there's some kind of time slippage or interdimensional rifts maybe we're looking into a, a multiverse who knows like the world is a weird and strange place and if something's gonna pop in and pop out Either it is in our minds or it's something that we can't explain yet. Mm -hmm. And and I agree with that. Like, I really do think that that's that's definitely a possibility Uh, because if just the, the theory of the multiverse is something that is scientifically sound, according to um, physicists. So you okay there? (laughs) <laughs> yeah oh yeah um the the only problem is uh you know as of yet it couldn't be proven so the question is like for a physicist does it really matter mm-hmm. you know what matters in science is what we can prove here in this universe you know when you get into these metaphysical ideas it gets a little bit tougher but as a thought experiment, it's killer. Exactly. And I hope one day to prove that all correct. But. Oh, dude, it's going to come out. It's going to come out. Um, so, guys, this has been a fantastic freeform episode. We got. Dude, I feel so liberated to get that off of my chest. Do you? <laughs> I was so mad. Oh, you know, I really am. Like. I, I feel 10 pounds lighter and I haven't been to the bathroom this time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That is, that is how good I feel right now, Lee. I am on top of the world. Oh, Dan. <laughs> and you were able to vent your frustrations. We were able to share some quick little news stories. Um, we were able to wrap it all up with the multiverse. Oh, I think that is where it's at, my man. Oh, Dan. Sound clip yes. for Dan forevermore <laughs> as I feel 10 pounds lighter and I have not even gone to the bathroom during this time. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Oh, that I'm hurt. That, like, hurts my side. Oh, okay, guys. <laughs> guys, it's been a wonderful show for you. I'm excited to go full, um, to go to four episodes a month. Uh, this is going to open up a lot of doors for us in terms of just volume of stuff put out. 
as well as being able to um, actually keep up with our brethren. So I'm excited. Yeah, guys, we are pumped up for um, the changes we're working on here at BT. Um, I think it is going to be... Uh, it's going to be great for you guys because you get twice as much uh, of your looks into the to the weird and the wacky and the scientific. Um, it, the space, the UFOs, the Bigfoots, the interdimensional Bigfoots. Interdimensional? So uh, I'm really glad. Okay. Uh, I'm really glad that we carved out this space where we could get our frustrations out there into the ether. I, I do like it. And, and I was hesitant at first, but now looking back at or look like listening to what we've been talking about, it's great. We have little, little conversations here and there about the things, and then we can discuss what our thoughts are, what our thoughts on the, the, um, the show as a whole and everything, and our listeners can see that kind of stuff. I love it. I love it. Oh, yeah. And shout out a couple of our... Uh, you know, fourth-hand brothers that we've been listening to, so um, definitely worth it. Uganda. Keep it up, guys. Uganda. <laughs> yes. We love you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Beyond Terrestrial Podcast. You can check us out on Apple Pod, Google Play, and other major podcast platforms. And if you want to keep up with the show goings on, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Beyond T Pod. That's Beyond the Letter T Pod. And as always, you can get all of that information as well as show notes and episodes as they come out on beyondterrestrial.com. That's right, we got the .com. And if you want to help out the show, give us five stars on Apple Podcasts or a like and a review wherever you listen to Beyond Terrestrial. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.